children in church integration all right we are finally at the stage where we can talk about some of the practical ideas for integrating our children into the church service itself we've we've taken some time to get here but it's important to lay that groundwork to prepare the way so let's summarize what we need in place firstly we need our goal our why what's the big picture this will help us make decisions and work for the future, as opposed to doing what seems most expedient in the moment. Think of your parenting energy like money. You can spend it now to get what you want in the moment, or you can invest it for a greater payoff in the future. Our goal is to disciple our children to a mature faith that includes helping them to participate in gathered worship, the church service. Secondly, we need that groundwork of having taken up responsibility. To take, we take ownership for our part. God is the one who changes hearts and saves our kids. The church is collectively building one another up, including children and parents. Under God, the primary responsibility for training and educating and discipleship for children rests with parents. Lastly, children need to learn how to take on board responsibility for their own faith, understanding that this comes with maturity, but don't delay this. Thirdly, we lay foundations at home. All the life skills one needs to flourish as an adult are learned at home, and many of those skills are directly relevant to church life. If we desire our children to flourish in church, we need to equip them with foundational skills at home, thinking about them from a kingdom mindset. These include language, timing, listening, and being able to sit still and quiet for a time. Fourthly, we prepare ahead of time for the gathering. We build anticipation for coming together and worshipping God. We prepare our hearts and minds for what we're going to do. We get our affairs in order so that the way is smoothed and joyful. So, let's imagine it now. You're at church on Sunday morning. You got there a few minutes early to get seats. You're all ready to go. Now, what? How do we help our children with what comes next? I suggest we need to find age-appropriate ways to onboard and grow their faith and practice week by week. Let me lay out some principles for how to do this. Learn the shape of the service. Just like adults, children benefit from understanding the shape and the flow of a church service. Every church has a liturgy, it's just a matter of finding out what it is. For historic denominations, usually there's a standard that is copied across churches. For modern uh, seeker-sensitive churches, they may look like they don't have a liturgy. But if you go several weeks in a row, you'll start to see it emerge. They just don't like to show it off. So get to grips with what your church's liturgy is and help your kids to see it too. Nothing done in the worship gathering should be done by accident and it should all flow out of God's word. If you talk about the what and why of church at home, then the kids can see the confirmation at church. You can even whisper to them during the service, Hey, remember how we talked about this yesterday? To help them connect the pieces together. You may like to prepare a bingo sheet of all the things that happen at church, like call to worship, intercessory prayer, confession, Bible reading, singing, preaching, benediction, and so on. Then, as you move through the service, prompt the children to mark off what happened. In this way, they're learning both the components and it helps them feel like things are happening. They're progressing, even if they don't understand everything that's happening. It won't be exactly the same order every week, but the children should start to observe a pattern of how things normally go. 
invite participation. Excuse me. Every part of the service is for every Christian. There's no age distinction. That being said, someone should only participate in the Lord's Supper when they are baptized and able to examine themselves and discern the body of Christ. You can see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 to 32. That means there will be a maturity thing going on there with the Lord's Supper. So apart from that one partial exception, every part of the service can be engaged by children at an age-appropriate level. Children can sing. Children can listen to God's word. Children can pray. Children can say hello. Children can say amen, and so on. As your child grows, you can help them to engage at increasingly greater levels. A three-year-old can be learning uh, to make noise while singing. A five-year-old should be trying to sing the words they know. A seven-year-old should be able to say after the service, Hey, Mum, what's an Ebenezer? We sang about that today. This is just an example, but I'm sure you get the drift. Initially, integration will be just surface level. But our kids need to be immersed in it, to learn it. And then, as their heart is changed by the Spirit and Word, they will have all they need to be fully engaged with worshipping God in the assembly. If you're helping your children reach that day when they are confessing their sins with the rest, sorry, let's say that again, you are helping your children reach that day where they are confessing their sins with the rest, where they are singing their praises to God from their heart. They're joyfully hearing what God has to say to his church, and they are encouraging other believers with God's truth. What should I do for my children? Teach, example, encourage, and correct. Teach them beforehand, or maybe with the occasional whispered explanation at church. Teach the when, the where, why, what, and how of church. Then, show by example. Show the children how to participate in church, whether it be through the way you act or what you say. Be an example to them of Christian faithfulness. Then, encourage children to pursue their discipleship, to try to participate, to try again if they make mistakes. And fourthly, make those course corrections. If the kids are getting off track, pushing boundaries, treating the Lord's Supper flippantly, etc., then take the time to make corrections. Obviously, some things will have to wait till after, but don't be afraid to bring that brief instruction or retreat to the foyer where needed. So let's do a worked example of this. Teach, example, encourage, correct. Let's do it with singing. Teach. We teach the kids that we sing be God because God tells us to in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 21. We teach that we sing because it is a worshipful response of our hearts to God. See Psalm 7, verse 17, or 84, verse 2. We sing to encourage and teach others in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Then we move on to example. We sing with our kids. We sing loudly in church and we maybe even look like we enjoy it. Then we encourage. We ask the children to sing with us. We look at them and smile while we sing. We praise them for trying. We tell them that we loved it when they joined in. We tell them what a blessing they are to others when they sing. And then lastly, we correct in an age-appropriate way. We tell them to pay attention to singing as opposed to playing or fiddling with zippers, etc. When they have some singing ability, you may need to let them know when they're out of key or off beat. 
Not because you're singing for technical excellence, but because we want to improve and do our best for God and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Give grace. As much as you may be teaching and preparing your children for good quality engagement with the activity and content of church, don't forget to extend grace. The kids will still mess up. There will still be off weeks. You will feel sometimes like you're regressing. But remember that just like yourself, they need grace and patience too. We're trying to help them move forward in discipleship, not try and force them into a box of what we imagine the perfect child should look like. Help them, help the kids to see their mistakes, help them to repent from them, extend forgiveness, and even when they embarrass you. Practical rapid fire. Lastly, let me close out this section with a rapid-fire bunch of advice or practical considerations you might like to take on board. Firstly, Bible. You may like to have a, a, the child open a Bible even if they can't read it. Show them where the passage is. Older kids can be practicing finding where the passage is as they grow more familiar with the layout of the scriptures and eventually they read along. Prayer. Teach children to adopt a posture of prayers like head bowed, eyes closed, hands together. You know, this won't make the prayer more holy, but it helps with understanding what time it is. A prayer posture can be a mental shortcut to quiet listening. Plus, with hand together and eyes closed, it's easier to avoid distraction. Singing. You maybe stand on a chair with parents' help to observe the room, see those who are singing with. Drawing preaching. Draw pictures of what you hear. As you get older, write down the main points. Then learn to take notes on Bible interpretation and application of what you've heard. For younger children during the sermon, if you're using the mat time technique at home, bring your mat to church with some quiet toys, i.e. soft, no sound effects, buttons, uh, not going to make a loud noise if they're dropped. Uh, save the mat for the preaching time so that the time on the mat is for a shorter period, making it easier for them to cope. Greeting time. If your church has a greeting or break partway through the service, use this as a pressure release moment for the kids who struggle to sit still. Let them move around, make that little noise, um, and then come back and reset for the second half of the service. Lord's Supper. If your child is baptized and able to examine themselves and discern the body of Christ, then parents should lead their children through what they're doing. Pray with them and point them to Jesus as they partake. Fellowship. Learn to say hello. Learn people's names. Yes, kids will often be shy initially, but as they grow and get to know their spiritual family, they will learn to interact with their brothers and sisters of all ages. For some kids, there's a shyness that is actually covering up a sin of rebellion. You may have to do some extra work to overcome it. Some kids have mental barriers that affect their ability to communicate or read social cues, so remember to be understanding and don't just assume there's a problem. Service. Learn to participate in appropriate ways. For instance, set things up and put things away. Serve morning tea when you're old enough. Help with the AV desk. Play music. Parents should lead by example on this front, just like in all other areas, uh, but then praise the efforts of your children when they uh, serving when they're trying, build them up in their acts of service. Now, there could be other things to say, but I can't think of any more right now. So hopefully you're seeing that there's no one thing that makes everything wonderful with our kids in church, and that it's the principle of being intentional that goes a long way towards helping our children 
in this area.